Welcome, my name is Travis Sintel. My name is Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited. This is the Mad Max Fury Road podcast, where we watch four minutes of Mad Max Fury Road at a time, and we discuss it until our hearts fall out of our stomachs. And it usually does not take long. Uh, minutes, <laughs> minutes 28, it's already falling out. I it's, know, it's, I see you're, you're so yeah. happy right uh, now. To minutes 28 through 32. I gotta say this uh, before so we get started. we finally breached half an hour. Yes, oh, we're in the half hour mark. I wanna say this before we get started. Yuri is one of the happiest uh, people I know. <laughs> He's a kind, generous, generally happy person. I've, generally. Rarely, I've rarely seen upset, angry, or sad. However, every time we watch Four Minutes of Mad Max Fury Road, he goes from happy to ecstatic, and it's consistent, and it makes me so happy to see. I, you know, it's one of the reasons we had to do this with this movie. You're still grinning. I am. It's hard. It's <laughs> you know, it, take it, take us away. Yeah, you, you know, you're you're part of it. It's, you know, it's, Max is part of it and you're part of it. I'm not going to lie. This makes me really happy. Um, Do you want to turn this off and maybe massage each other maybe, a little bit? You know, we could, you could, you, guys, just give us, give us a second. We'll be back. And we're and back. And we're back. <laughs> that was great. That was really meaningful. <laughs> um, so, we, wow, we, we ended right before. This movie never, no, actually, this, this, in, in this last four minutes, we had sort of the first breath you get to take as an audience. Oh, I love that moment. Um, you know, where, where you finally get silence for a moment, you finally, there's a... The sequence ends. The sequence ends for the first time, and you, and you get a break. And I remember being so tense in the, in the movie theater that when that moment hit, and the music cut out, and you, there's a flare, and then it just, you get that breath, I just started screaming mm. out loud in the, in, the, in the movie. I had to release mm. what was just happening. Yeah, and every time I saw it in the theater with Yuri, and I, even this moment, too, we both did it this time, but... There is an audible exhalation at that moment when this first sequence ends of just like, oh, okay. And you can, even the theater, every time you yeah. hear people talking to each other like, holy shit. Oh, fuck. Like, oh, jeez. Like, you hear that rustling throughout the theater. Yeah. It's really nice, man. And um, then the score, I know we talked about the score a bit last time. That it, it's so... It's so perfect. It's just part of the. It's part of the language of the film. There's there's a moment after we're gonna backtrack to the beginning of the sequence, but right. basically this four minute sequence Sorry, yes. is the end of the chase sequence into the magnetic dust storm. Um, a beautiful moment with Nux that we'll get to, um, and then the wreck of their car. Furiosa gets out of it, goes on ahead. Max and Nux uh, have a car accident, and are left for dead. Basically, have an accident. Have an accident as they as they storm goes away. So that's the four minutes we're dealing with here. Um, just on the uh, uh, soundtrack note, there's this beautiful moment after Max um, regains consciousness where the soundtrack creeps up on you. And it's musical, but it's also very clearly his sloshing heartbeat, his pulse kind of coming back to a normal thing. And as he pulls this blood bag chain out of his neck that's that's basically hit, you know tapping his blood and draining it from it's his a body hook needle it's a hook it's a, needle a horrifying it's so hook gross needle. it's like a hellraiser fucking it, it's gross yeah it's gross. it's gross and perfect yeah uh the music cuts out right there as he pulls it away from his heart and it's just one of those subtle things that because it sneaks up on you you don't realize what the music's doing until it stops and then you go oh my god that's what that was genius and then the movie moves on yeah and and that freeze frame you know when they when when we go away for a second and we come back and it's that shot, you know, we've been in the darkness of the storm and, you know, its own specific lighting thing. And then it comes back and we're in the desert and he's mostly buried 
you know, in a dune. Yeah. And at first, and I, I love movies that do this. I love movies that generally start out this way, and I love movies that play with this. You don't know what you're looking yes, at. Yes, yes, I'm so happy first. you said that. Every time I watch it, I think that. I think, am I looking at something far in the distance? Because my mm -hmm. eyes always think I'm looking at something from a great distance, and it makes yeah. sense of it to some degree. Yeah, because they, they look like dunes. Yeah. You know, it looks like, you know, we've seen the landscape from far away like that, and it looks like another shot like uh -huh. that. I wonder this. I'm so happy you said that. I think that literally every time. Um, how much time did they spend... Unconscious. That, on, no, setting oh, oh, on setting that up. Right. How, and how hard was it? We already know that it was hard for um, for Tom Hardy, yes. you know, to you know to, to be in this film, you know, with, with sort of no guidance. How hard do you think that was for him to, you know, George God. was like, look, just go face down in the sand. Um, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna cover you up you for about gonna... thirty five minutes. Right. Do a shot. Do another two hours. Right. Just just lay there in the sand and God, he must have been boiling. Oh, it I mean, must both have been literally terrible. and figuratively. Well, I mean, not literally, but I he just... must have been hot. Yeah, under the collar. I wonder how intentional it was. I mean, it feels it feel that tr that visual trick you're talking about plays. And I just wonder how good George Miller's eye is to be able to set that up. I, I, I we think, have I, to assume. I, I, we have to assume based on this film as as a thing. Um, that every single thing that is good in here is intentional. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. Um, um, okay, so here's then, so, so go please. I'm gonna still keep on with that shot. Yeah, do it. Um, and and then as he starts to the, the the him coming out of it is slow, so it gives us a second to to acclimatize, much like he's reacclimatizing, and it's almost like he's he's you know burst out of the, you know that he. He leaps up, you know, and, and is, uh, you know, choking for for breath. And the sound design there, as a sand slides off his head, is so good in particular, yeah. especially after like the chaos of the last thirty minutes. Yeah. To have that moment of silence where you can hear sand falling, right? You hear individual grains of sand right. falling. Right. After so much sound and fury before that. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, and and I, you know, I, you know, I'll tell, I'll read in things as much as I want to. This is my podcast, but wow, um, are you throwing a fit? Wow, I'm, 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 I'm angry. No one's disagreeing with I'm you. Just, shut up! Who are you? Shut up! Stop fighting me! <laughs> Who are you arguing with right now? <laughs> Wait, um, let's let's cut this off. I need to massage you again. And, and we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the the idea of of rebirth about sort of him being. You know, the Nux has just literally cried out, I live, I die, I live again. Mm. And then there's this moment right after where he, it's like he's emerging from the sands, sort of reborn. reborn. And, and free for the first time, you know, mostly free. I mean, he's still chained, but essentially as free as he's been since he was captured at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Well, that, well at least for the first time he can smell escape. Right. Legitimately. He's, right. he's physically okay somehow. And, and he's almost reacting like a, I know it's probably bright out there, yeah. Uh, but he's reacting almost like a like a baby coming out. You know, he's he's like yeah. blinking and he doesn't know what's going on. He's completely. That's not an uncomfortable read to me. That's a very fair. Yeah. Okay, I think it's a very fair read. It's a it feels like a stretch, but when you see it, it it doesn't feel like a stretch yeah. because it feels so. What you're saying is so accurate. Yeah. And then it's a baby with a gun shortly right. thereafter. Right. Which is America. It's a metaphor uh, for America. 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 Um, can I take it back to the top of this four minutes? Do it. You so, can do whatever you want. It's your podcast. You know what, Yuri? I'm not a dictator. I am a teammate. So I'm not saying what we should do. I'm saying what, what you want to do. Well, then I'm going to say you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. <laughs> do it. Okay. Um, so at the top of this is the end of the fight sequence, uh, the chase sequence. And uh, Nux has decided to go after Furiosa. He gets behind. The, there's two cars now still in the game. Mm -hmm. Nux's is the second car. Uh, with Max, and then ahead of them is a full-on war car with maybe six people in it or, right. so, or so. 
Um, and Nux watches as this car goes up beside Furiosa. She has got her full-on goggles on, her robotic arm, or mechanical arm, I should say. And then mask. Mask on. Mask on. Yeah, and looks badass. She just looks she really so does. cool. She really and does. she nudges this car off into like basically a wall of sand, whatever the wind is, how this storm works. She pushes them off the de facto makeshift road into this wall of chaos, and the car just goes bonkers and just flips and explodes. Magnetic storm. There's this beautiful shot of this, like it's a wide shot of of the car getting sucked up into the storm and exploding, and all these bodies just flying everywhere. It's just Wizard of Oz type, you know, tornado yeah, shot where yeah. it just sucks up all these people and is throwing them out. And the the part that struck me the most of all, besides the beauty of this scene, yeah. And the beauty of those shots. And the stunts. Is, yeah, and the stunts, which are fucking yeah. dope. People pinwheeling through the sky. It's incredible. It's beautiful. God, it's beautiful. Is, is n the, the awe and wonder on Nux's face. And the envy. Yes. There's an envy that yes. they get to die like that. Glorious death. He's, he's what did so, you say? What a day, so what a good. lovely day. Yeah, oh, what a day, what a lovely day. Yeah, and, and he means it. And that is some of the best storytelling so far. We've seen a perfect death. We've seen Nux react to it. We've, see, we've been built up to it. So we have the vocabulary for what we're seeing. We understand now in the storytelling why he envies them, what he wants, what the goal is here. But he's looking at them with this just wide-eyed wonder of like, yes, guys, you did it. Yeah. You did it. And they fail to get Furiosa, and it's his turn. He's the last one. He's the last war boy in the chase. Mm -hmm. And he see, he smells it. He smells Valhalla. Yeah. This and, is and his it, moment. And it sets up, that moment sets up what he's about to do. He may even get the idea. I forget. Has he already disconnected the fuel lines? No. The, so maybe that gives him the idea of what he needs. Yeah, what he, he needs sees to do. them fail, sees them die a glorious death. He's like, "This is my time. This right. is the moment. I'm going to take down this. He, he's this. Yeah. You know, he's going to blow it up, basically. Mm -hmm. So his plan is he's going to fill his car with fluid, with oil and and gas, gasoline, I should say, mm -hmm. and then um, light a flare and make himself. You're going to call it gasoline because you don't want to say the other word. Correct. I will not say the other word. Don't say it because he doesn't don't fill it, it with that. He fills it with gasoline. Gasoline. And he's going to make himself into a suicide bomb. Yeah, he, that's the whole plan here. Right. Uh, and what happens, Yuri? Uh, well, first he says one of my favorite, you know, I mean, there, I know there's not a lot of dialogue in this film, and I know I say one of my favorite lines is, and then name almost, you know, almost any You've line of dialogue. You've named 50% of the lines so far. I've named 50% of the lines so far. Dad, dad, dad. Dad, 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 dad. Um, he, says, I, I, he says, I am the man who drives the sun riding to Valhalla. Um, and, and, you know, because he's about to... He's about to go there, he's about to die, and he's about to go in, you know, in flames, like in, in, in fire. What's great about that, if I may, yeah. is I, when I hear that line, which I also love, 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 to me, what that's doing from a storytelling perspective is it indicates to me there are probably orally transmitted uh, um, stories about their belief system, or possibly written, probably not, almost certainly orally uh, transmitted stories. Um, and there must have been a story about a hero in their, their religion who blew himself up to save their team. Right. There must be a story that he knows because that's not his language. That's the language of the religion, right? right. It's right. religious language. Yeah. So he is, in this moment, I assume, duplicating a religious hero of, of that world, of yeah. Gast, or wherever they're, what's the name of their place? Uh, the, the Citadel. citadel. Yeah. Of the Citadel. Um, it's so deftly and subtly done. That yeah. it, unless you push on it, you think, oh, cool, he's saying this cool thing. He's like right. onwards or Allah Akbar or what? It's, it's some sort of religious right. cry as he goes into this this moment. But I think it's a very specific 
citadel religion that he's drawing back to. And I bet yeah. there's a story in mind, and I bet you, in George Miller's world at least, there's a specific person he's about to try to emulate yeah. from their religious ideology. I would totally buy that. Dope, and, right? And dope. 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 And, oh. and since, we're, since we're on dialogue, since there's, for this film, a lot of dialogue here in, yeah. in, the, in, in, this, in, this, in this segment, um, just the, the what a day, what a lovely day mm. is so beautiful in that moment because it's not. It's horrible. It's the worst day. It's the worst it's thing literally that could the worst ever yeah. <laughs> And he is it, is, it is the best day he's ever had. Yeah. Um, before going and doing what Nux does so very well throughout this movie is he fucks up again. He fucks it he up. He tries something heroic and glorious and cocks it up. Yeah. Um, then... Uh, you know, going going back to, to more dialogue, witness me, blood bag. Max is the only one left yeah. that he can go to. Yeah. He, he doesn't have any of his brothers he there. He needs a witness. You know, Slit's, you know, back in the desert. He left him behind. He, this is this is the last guy. So, so he and Max share a moment when he pulls in front. Also, Max and Furiosa have a moment. Yeah. Um, they look at each other again. They're like, holy shit, you know, this is... Trouble. This is trouble. This is not good for anybody. Yeah. And so what the blood bag does is blood bag uh, realizes what he's about to do, sees this shit show of an idea, punches through the back window of the car. Mm. Then when that happens, the roof gets blown off the car mm. and he's able to reach in before, right in the last moment when this, oh, of course, let's, let's talk about the spray paint. Mm. He spray, oh, yeah. he chromes his face. He right. chromes his face up in preparation for death. Which, yeah, which we've already said is one of our favorite touches. In yeah, the it's the last moment. We, and, and again, we've seen it set up. We've seen a perfect mm -hmm. death. We've seen what Nux is trying to emulate. Chrome the face, get ready to go to Valhalla, die in a heroic battle on the Fury Road. This is the mm -hmm. moment. It's all happening. Fills the car with gasoline, chromes his face, lights the flare, is about right. to bomb himself down, drives right in front of Furious's uh, war rig, and then his bl own blood bag stops him right. from being able to light the fuse. So mm -hmm. he becomes a makeshift dud bomb. Right. So he slams on the brakes, and instead of exploding just the car falls apart. Right, because he was supposed to slam explode. on his brakes and explode right in the front of the, the car, yeah. and of course there's no flame, so his car just gets... Obliterated. Pushed out of the way. So it's like someone dropped an atom bomb that didn't go off. Right. Is, Luckily, is... he doesn't get kicked up into the sky like that other... Let's, let's, let's be honest. That could just as easily have happened to him. Yeah. That's, that's one question that I... You know, when you're dealing with a, a you know some weird freak magnetic dust storm, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know the rules. Um, but it's amazing that, you know... That that giant car that we were just uh, talking about earlier gets picked up, you know, when it's bumped. Yeah. But his car stays grounded, even though it looks like it's a much tinier, lighter, I think tinier, it, lighter car. Here's my theory, and this is maybe interesting to talk about, is there seems to be channels that you can drive through, like wind channels or, for whatever reason, like a, a safe parts eyes of the storm. Mm. Furious is in one of those channels. She nudges the first car off into this death wall of like dust dust and magnetism and chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, Nux's car stays on that channel because he's in front of her. So he, she hits him and he just kind of blows up in that general area. He's, right. She doesn't nudge him out of it. Right. So right. it seems like there's like safe roads to go down. I'll, I'll buy that. Right? Yeah. Seems like what's happening. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he fails again. It's really sad. Right. Because it's not going to be the last time. No, he's this a going to happen again and again until he gets it right. He's a cock up war boy. But this is this is I mean this is hero's journey. He's a poor boy. He's a poor war boy. Poor he's poor, poor war. Poor war. Poor war boy. In Louisiana, they have things called po boys. Oh, po boys. You know, I, I, delicious. They're delicious. Um, 
it is it is uh, the hero's journey though. It's it's tr fail 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 succeed. You mm -hmm. know he's he's constantly fraught here. All of our journeys. Let's be honest. Mine's been pretty flawless so far. Really? No, I've never I hate failed. You. No, I've never I hate failed. You so much. I mean, I mean, except for when I said that a V eight could be a six cylinder. <laughs> that was pretty much that was right. the biggest Mad Max failure was, ever. But ever. you learn from that, and that's what failure is all about. Oh, see, I'm having my own hero's journey. You're right. Um, so. Uh, Storm passes, and then uh, this clip ends with Max fair in a feral type of way, trying to get free of this chain connecting him to Nux. Right. It's pretty awesome. This is the most like aggressive and like animalistic we've seen Max. Oh yeah, he's so far. And yeah. I, I would contend, survive. It's back to survive. Survival. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think Mel Gibson has that in him the same way Tar Tom Hardy does. Uh, no, because he, he does have that feral quality in, in Lethal Weapon at the very least. Mm. Um, but but his, his max, I'm trying to think if there's a... I mean, there's definitely a survive quality throughout, but it's not, it's not quite the feral. I mean, and Tom Hardy brings that feral thing to like all of his performances. Let's, he's a be, brute. let's be honest. He's a brute, that he's guy. A, right, he's a distinguished brute. A distinguished, he's a brute who looks good in a suit. Yeah. Suit brute. Suit brute. Oh man! Someone make him a business. Someone card. get someone get his PR person on the phone. We got a new moniker for Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy qu colon suit, suit brute. brute. He is though. He can wear a suit, but like he's an animal here. Especially yeah. he's like gnawing his arm off to get or to, not gnawing. Yeah, Nux's. He is willing to bite Nux's thumb off or whatever to and tries to. It's so gross. Is he bit it yet? Or, this, oh no! Shit! I, I went ahead. I went That's ahead, didn't clip, I? Yeah. yeah. But he is. He is about to at the end of this clip. Proverbially biting his own arm off. Right at, at, at the at the at the end of this or where we had to stop this clip, he is literally about to blow Nux's wrist off. To just um, get free. Right. Doesn't doesn't know whether he's living or dead. I don't yeah, think he's doesn't checked. Doesn't give to, a right. shit. Right. Yeah. He pulled he pulled the hook needle out. We've we've already we've already established that. Um but he's still connected. Well by it's the a chain. great moment where where he comes to comes to and then traces the chain that's holding him over to the car. Which right. then is connected to this dead, lifeless arm. Right. And he's like, okay, cool. Obstacle number three. Let's get this chain off of this dead arm and whatever, through whatever you know, means necessary. And I like this character development. I think it's really cool to show that he is a survivalist first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Does not check to see if this guy's alive. Does not give a shit. This is the yeah. guy keeping... This is not the guy. This is the obstacle keeping him from being free right now. So it's going to have to go. Whatever it is, whatever has to go. Also... This dude's lost a lot of blood. We don't really talk about that. Yeah, that he's been that he's been hooked up to uh, to Nux for a while. I don't know exactly the the rate at which he is uh, he is feeding him blood, but you're you're right. But that tube is always full, and that's a pretty long tube. Yeah, it's a lot of blood. Yeah, but it's probably not traveling super fast. I mean, where does that blood go? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I'm that's confused how the process of the I'm, blood you know goes. I'm a little I'm a little confused now. Are, is anyone listening a doctor? <laughs> right, right. Are there any doctors? Do we have doctors a doctor the on the flight? Anybody? Is there a doctor on the flight? I need to know if that makes sense that you could put blood from yourself into someone via Without, without getting it's... rid of some of the blood that's already in Nuts. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah, good question. Also, that tube is very rarely, um, the side it's coming from is very rarely elevated. I guess it kind of was when Max was on the front of the car, so it kind of like trickled down into Nux. But not at a yeah. super steep ratio. I'm gonna. I'm. We're gonna have to. We may have to walk away from this one. And how dare and you? I know. I just feel like I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not afraid to challenge this well, movie at, at any level. Well, look. Here's but, why. Here's but why. I'm not a doc. I'm not a medical doctor. 
Right, but we've bullied. Th- we're not film critics either, but we're bullying through this whole podcast. <laughs> You're goddamn right, to we figure are. Figure this shit out. I we're clearly if, not mechanics. <laughs> not at all. Um, if I'm being honest, this has kind of always nagged at the back of my head. Okay. Like. How does that blood thing yeah, work? I've, I've Be- always been willing to accept it, but you're right. I have always had questions Same. about I've this. always accepted it because fuck it. And, and right. honestly, I'm sure it's right because Matt, because George right. Miller knows shit. Right. Um, but it does confuse me. And also because it's a plot point, it comes up at the end. This is how, you know, spoiler right. alert, he saves Furios's life later on. He, or maybe she would have right. survived anyway, but he... Oh, no, he, I, th- I think I think he, he gave of his blood in, yeah. in a very Christ-like in, way to save her. In any case, it's a nice uh, wraparound storytelling beat. Yeah. Um, where everything comes full circle. But yes, I am unclear about how the blood works. Um, can I take us back for a moment? Yeah, I was going to I was gonna do that anyway. You, you oh, go first. Oh, you go, please. No, you could. Yuri, take it away. Okay. I was going to go stop, back to... stop first so I can massage you once more. Okay. And oh, we're oh, back. Boy, are we back. Oh, we're so back. Oh, we're back. Okay, so go. Back. go. Um, I, I think it's interesting in that... When he, when we when we come back from uh, from the storm after you know we we disappear on the flare and then we come back and it's bright and everything yeah it appears that a lot of time has passed yeah when in reality zero I think I think the storm has swept by yeah and it's light again and yeah. so because it had gotten dark we are led to believe that it's night but it wasn't it was just a dark dust That's storm a great point having I... been in dust storms I know that it gets dark yeah. At Burning then, Man? At Burning Man? No, I've never been to Burning Man. Whatever, dude. Can you? I know. Can you believe that I've never been to Burning Man? It doesn't Man? make sense. Yeah. We'll, we'll go to wa- a Wasteland Weekend. Wasteland Weekend. We'll do that this year. All right. Is All that right. in Fair Australia? Enough. No, Wasteland Weekend's here in California. Well, obviously we're going then. Yeah, okay. We have to go. Wait, when is it? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. We'll look it up. Yeah. That's what the internet is for. Um, the... So, so every time I have this sort of weird disconnect as to, God, they must have been out there for a long time. And then, you know, of course, he, he goes and, and finds, you know, Furiosa, you know, the, 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 just the, the truck just, just ahead. It's a great point. And the, yeah, the, the, the fact of the matter is it's a weird, it, it's, it's not only disconcerting for Max waking up and it's bright and he doesn't know where he is and what's going on. But for us as viewers, you're like, how much time is, how long have they been out there? I think it's, I think it's literally minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's incredible. I never thought, this is a great point, man. It's, it's an incredible way to show, to, to, to make you feel like time has passed in a film that happens over the course of a few hours, really. Like most of the film, just trucks. We go through the day, like we oh, go day to night. That's a, right. And then that's it's a, the next morning. Right. And that's the whole film, right? It's a two day film. Yeah, I, th- I think you may be right. I've yeah. never, I've never tried to, to tally up the timeline, but it Same. is not. It it's is two not days, long. right? Like they go, hours they go into the, the darkness, mm-hmm. um, and then they drive through the night, and mm-hmm. then they get, get to the women at mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, and then they're yeah. back to the whole chase sequence, back to the citadels the next day. So it's two days, right? So if it's forty-eight I'm hours, I'm sure someone will correct so, us on this, but uh, yeah, no, and you, and feel free to. Um, if it's forty-eight hours, would you say? That Furiosa is Nick Nolte, or is Tom Hardy <laughs> Nick Nolte? And <laughs> in which case, then, then who is who is the Eddie Murphy of the two? Of them? Oh my God, that's a cr- you I guys can also Nux answer that Eddie question. Murphy. I think Nux is Nux Eddie is definitely Eddie Murphy. Yeah, obviously. Okay, that's so silly. Um, so I wanted. I wanted I'm to, the worst. Can we just establish that I I'm the worst? It. Okay. I loved every second of it. Uh, I was telling Yuri I've been watching the I've been uh, watching old movies recently. Do you want to, do you want to plug your podcast in the middle of our podcast or other podcast? I podcast? will. I yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I want to plug my podcast actually. I have a, I have a new podcast Cheating on me, with my you friend Kaylin who you guys have heard on. Yuri's going to be a guest on it. It's called Does Your Favorite Movie Suck? 
and we watch classic movies from the 80s and 90s that we all, all, all are familiar with, like Top Gun or Gremlins or Goonies or Dark Crystal or Labyrinth. And uh, we watch a random and we have a bag of movies we pull from every week to choose the new movie. Um, and we give our expectations for the film. We watch it off camera and then we come back and, and tell you if it holds up or not uh, based on our, our I love perspective. That idea. Uh, and so far... Um, I'm going to be your first subscriber. Ah, uh, yes. Um, some movies uh, hold up really well and some movies hold up really poorly and it's not necessarily the ones you'd expect. So it's been really successful so far in terms of talking about it. I love it. Um, but to go back to movie tropes has been really interesting. The 80s is when a lot of movie tropes were started, or at least mm -hmm. solidified. Um, and to, to see movies that, that rely heavily on tropes and develop tropes as their sort of language has been interesting, especially, and I mentioned Mad Max all the time on that podcast, because it's so effective at quick reliance on things we know, but not in a way that feels annoying, cloying, or, or didactic. It's just like a visual language that we all know, and he moves on from it. So I, I refer to this movie a lot in terms of just effective, progressive, fast storytelling. Um, and it owes a lot, I think, to these 80s and 90s action films, because they developed a language that it's trafficking in, and yet he manages to make it all feel completely new. Yeah. Whether it's a car chase or whether it's yeah. a car crash or whether it's this yep. or whether it, you know, we've certainly seen people chained together trying to get out. Roger Rabbit has two people chained together. Yeah. They have to escape from it. You know, there's all Midnight these. Midnight Run. I mean, Mid it's Midnight all. Midnight Run. Yeah. yeah. It's all these things we sort of traffic in. Um, but it, it, when you watch Fury Road, you don't ever think this is like that thing. When instead, what I do right. is when I watch movies from the 80s, I go, this is like, like Fury this. Road. Oh, wow. Which is so telling. That, wow. the, that the movie that came out the most recent is, to me, the original. The, wow. feels the most fresh. So, so the more we talk about it, the movie, I, this movie gets better and better. It really does. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how often I use it as a reference point now. And talking through it has been so successful, maybe not from a listening perspective. For you guys, I hope it has. <laughs> but <laughs> we for, can only me, for me, has been, I mean, we spent, what, 12 hours almost talking about, 10, 10 hours at least talking about Mad Max Fury Road. On the yeah. podcast, so in person, yeah. at least twenty hours total. Yeah, at least. Um, I don't bore of it. I feel I feel better about it. I feel smarter, and I feel more engaged in the film in a way that's kind of surprising, I guess. Yeah. Do you well, feel? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, and I said this the other day. Um, I think off off podcast. Um, I when I go back and listen to these episodes, I, rather than being sort of listen to it and going, oh, well, okay, that's all we could get out of that. I am, I'm struck by how many things that I wish I could have talked about that yeah, I missed. Constantly. That I would love to sort of do a second version of each episode of the podcast, having listened to it going, oh, this is what I forgot to say. This, yeah. you know, us talking about it brought up this. And, and doing this podcast, if, if it has not benefited you guys out there in the listening world, um, it has selfishly benefited me in that I know that I've, in the past, me talking about movies has always been, I've never had the vocabulary. I may arguably still don't have the vocabulary to do it. But in the past, I was always just like, um, I really like that movie. I really didn't like that movie. And if anybody asked me why, I'd be like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just really liked that one. I didn't like that one. Yeah. And talking about it this way has made me start to find the vocabulary and find oh, ways to describe it's really helpful. why I like something. Yeah, and maybe that's why I take it into this other podcast, too, is a lot of my movie vocabulary is being formed in this podcast, and I'm using it in the other podcast. Anyway, anyway does your favorite movie suck? It's on iTunes. Yuri's going to come is on it very soon. Up? Is it already Yeah, it's up. You guys. 
It's I'm gonna, I'm we're just... doing it. We're killing it. Um, here's what I wanted to ask you about, mm-hmm. and this came up a little bit earlier on the podcast. I think now, having mm-hmm. gone through 32 minutes of the film, mm-hmm. that we're in a position to start comparing Mel Gibson and Tom Hardy a little more. Okay. How I'm... do you feel overall about the different characterizations of Max? And we can come back to this question, certainly, as mm-hmm. the podcast goes on. Um, but it, it does, it, it, you know, M- Mel Gibson's performance is very silent. Yeah. It's a very quiet performance in terms of dialogue, which that's mm-hmm. something I could hear. Mm-hmm. And we've touched on the animalistic nature of Tom Hardy, which he brings to the role, yeah. which suits this movie better than yeah. Mel Gibson's Mad Max, I think. Agreed. Are yeah. there any other differences that s- stick out to you? Well, you know, we were we were comparing them in their Besides sort of survival. Besides nipples. Don't bring up nipples here. Well, clearly Mel Gibson has the, the prettier nipples. Okay. But we, we, we both agree on that. Yes. Um, I would say in looking back... Um, you're right. Tom Hardy is is pure instinct and survival. It seems for yes. for most of this film, and arguably even when he makes decisions later, that you're like, oh well, he was thinking of the greater good. Of, he's still thinking in a, in a survival way yeah. until the very end. Right. Um, but I would say that especially in Road Warrior, um, not you know, Thunderdome almost 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 exists outside of the. I'm prepared the to ignore it. Okay, great. So, Road Warrior, um, he is also very survival-based and is not afraid to, to do what, what, you know, to, to other people to, to get what he needs. Yeah. Um, but Mad Max, the first one, also exists sort of outside what I see as the world of the Road Warrior. Because, you know, we learn about his family and there are tender moments and he has more to... You know, it, it is sort of an origin. Like, most of that is an origin story to giving birth to the Max that we have now. Right. It's a very different Max from the first film to the second film. Yeah. Um, well, and the hair and goes especially. The hair especially. Gorgeous and then into, and, and into the third film, it, it, the hair even more. It's a hair film. It is, you know... I, you Maybe know, metaphorically, much like, that's what they did. Cut off his hair at the start of this film. to be like, no, no, no. None of this long hair Max bullshit. Oh, we're getting short hair. Max we're, time. we're 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 d- divesting the you of the of that last film. We're yeah. like we're, we're cutting off any, any really last cutting little... all this long growing hair bullshit. We're getting some. But down then he and dirty... actually gets stronger. Unlike yeah. Samson, he anti- gets stronger. Samson. Yeah, yeah. So That's... it's it's the anti. That may be too much of a stretch. Maybe now I feel like you're stretching. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm totally stretching. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know the. I, th- I think we can we could still continue you know further to to compare the two. I, I think obviously they're two different actors, and obviously George Miller had different visions for each of those films. Right, right. And um, this listen, and inarguably, focuses, Tom Hardy is yeah. the right choice for this film. He just yeah. is the movie. This this survival, brutish animalistic instinct that he's able to bring really suits this film. I mean, especially on the scene we freeze-framed mm-hmm. on. I mean, this is just animal animal instincts at their most primal right here. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that it's interesting that this film starts with telling us that he's haunted by human instincts. His human instincts right. are, I couldn't save those people, mm-hmm. whoever they were. I couldn't save that woman, that guy, the aboriginal guy, the kids. They haunt me. Because I let them die. I didn't mm-hmm. save them or go back for them or whatever whatever the backstory is. Which, again, I'm sure is in the prequel comic book, which I have not read. But it's, it's Now it's a thing. You can't read it until we're done now. I haven't read it. 
But uh, it, it may it may be never because I'm 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 constantly devising ways to stretch this podcast past the end of the film. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait the guest see. the guest uh, episodes are a good start. Yep, we've had uh, two very good guests at this point. Yep, we'll, we'll have a third very mm-hmm. soon. I, I've also I've also in, in you hearing you talk about you know tropes and movies and so on and and us having referred in the past to movies that have been influenced by the the Mad Max yeah. you know series. Um, I would like to start bringing in, like, well, we'll do an episode where we talk about a film that was clearly influenced by, um, by the Road Warrior or yeah, you know, any any of the films. From no, the... I think that's a great idea. Well, we'll certainly have a lot more to talk about in terms of the visual language. There's a there's a famous quote by James Joyce about Ulysses. He said, "It took I'm going to paraphrase, but it took me 20 years to write it. It should take you 20 years to read it." Um, and I that's I, an I, asshole thing to what say. It, I mean, first of all, Joyce was a jerk, um, but. There is a sense that the art, art that takes longer to make tends to be richer and takes longer to unpack. So the fact that George Miller spent 20 years on this movie, mm-hmm. again, I'm paraphrasing the time there. Right. No, that's, I think that's pretty accepted. More or less. Um, it, it should take longer to unpack than most other films. So are, are, does, this make, does that make you afraid? It, it legitimately makes me afraid that the next move, you know, I, I hate We should prepare ourselves about... for it to be le- worse. Okay. And and be okay with that. Look, we have Mad Unless, Max. Because I don't want him to take another 20 years. I want it now. No, no. It'll be in the next five years, I bet. Yeah. This is my prediction. It's going to be in the next three to four years. Um, it will begin shooting in the next two to three years. And it will be worse. But here's what I also think. It's still going to be fucking badass. And there's so much stuff that didn't make it into this film that can go into that film. Sure. The world is... If he uses this world, this world is built. It is figured out. This world... It has been fully constructed, and now you can just tell stories in the world. The legwork of the world is done. That is a now good it's point. telling stories in the world. So it's still going to be awesome. It's not going to be a bad movie. Right. It's the, be great. The, the next movie will benefit from the twenty years he spent on this movie. Correct. Is what you're saying, I think, and okay. I and I don't think it's going to just nothing's going to be as mind blowingly original and new as Mad Max sure. Fury Road because now we get the world. Right. And part of what's beautiful about this world and mind blowing about this world is that it is a complete alternate world, and it is rare to get a complete alternate world. Yeah. You get it in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention the other movie you get it in. The right. Series, don't don't start. Don't fuck start. That don't start. Stupid ass movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple others I can't come up with sure. right now. Sure. Totally fair. Uh, but Mad Max does it in, in spades, I would say. Uh, we should go back at some point and rewatch Mad Max and, and Road Warrior. Just to like, now that I have a better sense of like what, uh, what those movies uh, are. Yeah. yeah. I was new and fresh. We're starting a podcast, and, starting a journey together, right. and now we're like full on in the road. This, yeah. this is the that's the first act break of the film. Yeah, yeah. So guys, we're through the first act of Mad Max Fury Road. Thanks for sticking with us this long. Oh my God, thank you so. Also, uh, thank you for your comments. I know we get off track sometimes, but it's just because we like each other, and we have things to say. But about I love the you world. know the comments have been because people feel as strongly as we do about this film. Yeah, it makes I mean me so they're happy. they're absolutely. Whether, whether, you know, whether they're coming, you know, whether they're, they're, they're always trying to get more information, yeah. which is, you know, what, what, what we try to do, you know, together. Yeah, it's on super this show. smart. It's always heartening, too, whenever you, like, have people listening that you feel like are smarter than you because it, it feels like you're attracting the crowd of people you want to hang out with. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to make some new friends off this of, like, the cool kids. Nice. Which has been a life goal for me because I have failed up wow. to this point. Wow. This is just a this is a mission for me to try to make friends. That was that was a you know I, in in a way you just implied that I'm not a cool kid. Yeah. No, I'll say it directly. I don't need to imply it. Okay. 
You, I, there are, I can count at least without moving my head, mm -hmm. 55 figurines of cartoon characters. Mm -hmm. uh, I can keep going if you want me to. You, you, you know what? But I, you, look, you look like you could use a massage. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, and we're, we're back. back. Okay, I take back everything I said about you. You're masculine, you're strong, your wrists are amazing, your forearm strength is enviable, and your dexterity, quite honestly, is unmatched. So Thank you. thanks for that. I take back what I said. Yuri's a cool kid. Um, I'm excited to get on to the second act of the film, you guys. It's been really, really good so far, and uh, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. So please continue to tweet at us with comments, questions, uh, derisive comments if we fuck shit up. We're sorry. We will do research once this podcast is over. Are we sorry? I'm sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings. And if anyone why, thinks I'm lazy, would, I feel you, bad. Why would you hurt anyone's feelings? Well, I don't know, but I feel like maybe I would. If I did, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry for not knowing things because I'm a human being. You are a human being. I can attest to this fact. A human being with very tight shoulders. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, boy. They are loose. As any... <laughs> Listen, there's parts of me that are much looser than they were an hour ago. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail. Tune in next week to find more about that. Uh, in the meantime, my name is Travis Sintel. I'm Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited. <laughs> <laughs>